Welcome to another episode of the ISO on Gonzaga Nation SI. Today's guest, a special guest, somebody that gave me as many fits as I ever had at the college game as a coach because I ran up against his team in the 2001 NCAA Tournament Sweet 16 in Georgia at the Georgia Dome in Atlanta. None other than the opponent of Friday night's Gonzaga game, Michigan State head coach Tom Izzo. Tom, I really appreciate you joining no problem, Dan. I remember the game, and that's when you guys were – you were kind of the beginning of your place. I mean, it's those are the early years that you guys got it going over there, and it's uh, – sure, as you said, a hell of a base for an incredible run that uh, Gonzaga and Mark and everybody's been on. Well, I've told a few people this over the years, and you and I have never connected with all my broadcasting. I've never called a Michigan State game, but – I will say that you are the quiet architect of Gonzaga's dominance on the defensive end, and in particular the glass, because you guys obliterated us on the glass in particular. And that was the focus in the offseason going into the next year is we had to be better on the glass. Uh, has that always been your calling card going back to you coming up under Coach Judd Heathcote? You know, Dan, it was amazing because if I told you why – it has been my calling card. You'd probably laugh, but uh, my first year here, we had lost players like Sean Respert and Eric Snow to the NBA, and I took over for Judd, who and then moved to Spokane and was one of your biggest fans over there. But uh, I, uh, my team could not could not score a basket. I mean, we in my first game we blew out Chaminade. Uh, in Maui by one or two. So uh, Judd used to say my my uh, my best offense was the missed shot. And I, I uh, when we came back from Maui, we played an Arkansas team that was ranked. And believe it or not, we missed so many shots, but we got 26 offensive rebounds and we beat a ranked team. <laughs> and so <laughs> I decided that uh, I better learn how to rebound or my team better because we're not going to be a good shooting team. And then as we got better shooting, we still maintained our rebound edge and led the nation four or five times. And not always with real big teams, but uh, yeah, it's been something that has been important. I'm not quite as good as it used to be, but we're, uh, we still make that a, an important part of our, uh, of our practices and our games. Well, that, like I said, I think you are a quiet architect of Gonzaga's <laughs> focus on the defensive end. Cause I remember, the struggles and the issues that we had in that 0-1 game. Your team had Zach Randolph coming off the bench, and then you had the backcourt of uh, Charlie Bell, and then a big of Aloysius Anagane, Andre Hudson. We, we couldn't do anything with you guys. When you're out recruiting, what's your focal point? Uh, is it competitiveness? Is, is it uh, skill that you think you can tailor into your program, or what is it for you? You know, Dan, you know, it's also had Jason Richardson on that team. Yeah. In fact, he couldn't even jump that. until I got him, but I taught him how to jump. So you should have come here. I'd have had you <laughs> dunking backwards too. But uh, no, on a serious note, uh, you know, I've gone through different stages in my career. We've got some real good players. You know, a lot of the guys that started out, Andre Hudson, Alan McGonia, uh, Charlie Bell and Richardson was special and Randolph were special. But the year before that, the only real special player we had was Cleves. I mean, the rest of them were just guys that developed. And so I say we're more of a developmental program. That doesn't mean we don't get a Miles Bridges or Jaron Jackson or guys like that every now and then. But uh, for the most part, 
we try to find OKG, our kind of guys, you know, and uh, that fit in, as you know, and it's proven in the NBA, even now with the Lakers and everything. The best players don't win. Usually it's the best teams that win, and you got to find guys that fit in in chemistry. And I think Mark's done a great job of that over his career. Gonzaga added some special talent here and there, but a lot of years just had some good players that have developed within their program. And, uh, you know, none better than maybe the center he has now. You know, I mean, that kid, I recruited him out of high school too, out of Texas. And he's gotten better and better and better every year. And you just say, wow, now he's maybe the best center in college basketball. And uh, I guarantee you when I recruited him, I would have never thought that. So hats off to Mark and the Gonzaga program for that. Uh, I love the praise that you placed on Drew Timmy. It, it is amazing the development he's had, he's had, but I love that. And I've heard it before from Leon Rice, who's now the head coach of Boise State, OKG, our kind of guys. Um, to go back to two other, I guess, in Gonzaga fandom, uh, epic games. One would be the Adam Morrison game in Maui, and the other would be the Draymond Green game in Spokane. Anything stand out about either of those two games for you? Yeah, the Adam Morrissey game, you know, um, we had a very good player then, too. I mean, it was a battle. I think both guys had 30-some points and went over time. I remember Judd being at the game. And and that was one of the great um, – our kid was Maurice Ager, one of the great games of ever, you know. And uh, I think it was uh, uh, Goran Sutan, who was a foreign kid we had, had a layup to win it in regulation and missed it. And then, and then it just, uh, but it was a heck of a game. And, and then the one at Gonzaga, you know, um, Judd kept saying, well, you got to play out here. You got to play out here, you know? <laughs> so we had played out there in the downtown arena, um, in the NCAA tournament and, uh, beat Maryland to go to, uh, I think it was the 2010, uh, ended up going to the final four that year. We beat Maryland there and then we went on to beat Tennessee and Ohio State. But so we were out in Spokane and uh and Judd says, Well you gotta come out here and play a game and so the next year Mark had come to our place so I scheduled a game and I'm coming out there a little bit for Mark, a little bit for my appreciation for Gonzaga, a lot for Judd Heathcote. And I and he calls me up and he goes, What the hell's wrong with you? And I said, what are you talking about? He says, well, you, you scheduled Gonzaga. I said, well, you told me to. <laughs> and he says, yeah, but not in the kennel. He says, you got to play him downtown. He says, nobody wins there. <laughs> and uh, we came out there and Draymond had, I think, 34, maybe his best game as a college player. And uh, another very good game. But uh, my respect, seriously, is not one just for this game. Uh, my respect's been over. 20 years, uh, you know, and uh, Mark's entire career and, and longer even. And uh, I just kind of love what you've done. I, I, I am glad I played there once. I have no interest in playing there again, but I probably have dumb <laughs> enough that I do it because I do dumb things as I did scheduling this year. But um, it's a heck of an atmosphere and nice place. And uh, those were memorable games and deservingly so because uh, two good teams. Yeah, I've got a Judd Heathcote story, and I want you to tell me if you think this is spot on or if I'm making it up. So this would have been uh, my senior year in the fall um, leading into preseason practices because it was so different back then. 
and I shoot a pull-up three in transition in open gym. But Judd Heathcote is sitting at half court with a pull-up chair. He's the only person in the gym that's not part of the program, but he's sitting at half court. I shoot a pull-up three in transition, probably three, four feet behind the line, and all of a sudden I just hear, what in the hell are you doing, dick out, <laughs> in the middle of open gym? <laughs> is that a well, classic? Is that true, Judd Heathcote? Hey, Dan. I got great news for you. When I became a GA here, uh, Magic was still living in town. He was in his fifth year in the NBA. He had won a championship. He had a softball team. And every Tuesday and Thursday, we played open gym, you know. And that's when the coaches weren't allowed to watch. Judd was president of the board. And he sat right at half court even then. He just said, hey, this is stupid. You can't watch your kids play. And he told Magic Johnson, the same thing. So you're in good company, man. <laughs> I, he chewed both your butts for that. So I, I'd say that's an honor and a privilege. And I, I miss the guy. He was, he was so good to me and did so much for me. And and I know Mark. You know, I they say Mondays with Morning and Tuesdays with Judd. You know, <laughs> Mark had those Tuesdays with Judd over at the local establishment there, and uh, that they took me to when I was out there, and it was awesome. Well, that's, that's, uh, you know, every interaction I had with Judd was tremendous, and I appreciate your time, Coach. I got one last question for you. This is a big game, and it's a unique game on Friday. Gonzaga, Michigan State on the aircraft carrier down in San Diego. Um, You know, what does it mean for you personally? What does it mean for your program to be a part of a game like this? And then what do you try to teach your players through this experience? You know, then quite a few years ago, I went on a thing called Hoops of the Troops and uh, went over to Kuwait uh, with uh, Rick Barnes, uh, Gary Williams. Uh, we had a, a group of coaches uh, that went over and um, we spent a, a week in, in uh, Kuwait and we were about, I don't know, a couple hundred miles from Baghdad and uh, at, a, at a kind of a nice base and we had a tournament for, for the troops and each coach uh, coached the team and so that was my military start and then uh and we kind of got a thing going for the first aircraft carrier game and um everything i do for the military i've gone to germany and played in an airplane hangar um i've always said everybody should go to the you know, should have to enlist in the military. I think it's uh, hopefully not to go to war, but the discipline, the structure, the organization, the sacrifice makes it seem uh, so small when you when you go to an event like this and there's 5,000 sailors on board. And, uh, you know, when they're done, we all go home. And they go to sea for six months. You know, it's just mind-boggling what those people do for us. And it is a privilege and an honor to be uh, associated with it. I told Mark when, uh, you know, they, North Carolina and us were supposed to play. And when they didn't, I said, hey, call Gonzaga. I, I knew Mark and I'm on the board with him. And he says, well, what, is, what about it? I said, just do it. Just take my word, do it. It'll be worth it, you know. Now, I got to admit to you, Dan, I was hoping Timmy was going pro when I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> but then when he didn't, I was mad at Mark and mad at everybody. But no, I'm really happy for him, too, because that team's good enough to win a national championship. But he's going to get one there. And uh, and as I said, Timmy was good. I, I visited, recruited out of high school, and uh, he's going to be a very good player. But the experience, are you going? Do you get to go? 
I don't get to go. Um, I look forward to it. Adam Morrison will be there calling it on the radio side of things, okay. but I, I look forward to hearing the experiences that he talks about. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's unbelievable. You know, the, the ship is so much bigger than you think. I think they could play a football game on it. And, um, it's uh, there's there's no waves. It wouldn't have thrown off that jump shot of yours from 35. <laughs> so don't worry about that. But it could get windy. It could get this and that. There's always that worry, but for the most part, Dan, it's uh, the tours. It's an experience of a lifetime. It's a memory maker. It's something special, and it gives ourselves a chance to talk to our players when we think the games are life and death or this or that. You kind of really realize that uh, the true meaning of sacrifice is what our military people do for us. Awesome. Well, Coach, I appreciate the time. I know this is a, a, a busy time of year for you guys. Uh, I've respected you from a distance all these years. I respect the Michigan State program. Uh, I will be pulling for you guys in all games, but this one this year. That's so, fair, uh, man. I wouldn't <laughs> want it any other. I wouldn't want it any other way. And if uh, sometime during the year you want to have me on again, uh, call me. I do have great respect and appreciation for what you got going there and uh, and of course this program so uh should be a good game i hope we give them a good game they're good they're really good and we you know we're unknown yet a little bit but i'm i'm, I'm liking parts of our team we get one of our key guys i think will be back he played a little last night he had a, a stress fracture in his foot he's been out for two months but uh working his way back and these kind of games make you make you understand what your team's all about, what the goods are, what the bads are. And uh, hopefully I know from Mark and I will have a good experience. There'll be a lot of respect. And when the game's over, I'm sure we'll talk, uh, you know, about each other's team to try to help each other. And hopefully we get to meet again in the NCAA tournament. That would be the fun time. That would be great. And hopefully it's deep in the NCAA tournament. Thanks again, coach. I absolutely appreciate the time.